Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. to single dads. I'm raising my boys alone and working a crummy job trying to figure it out too. Keep up the good work, Scott. Scott, I stand corrected. You know, I I was talking about uh, these out-of-touch idiots in Washington, and I I used the reference point single moms, and I've done that a few times over the last few days, and it's funny that Scott sends this text in, and you can text the show 57739, 57739. Um, just started off with Leland, and of course you could also do the talk back. That goes to uh, just go to the live feed on KHAL dot on the KHAL live feed on uh, the iHeartRadio app, and then click the microphone. It'll give you thirty seconds to say your piece. Um, Be large, by the way, puts you to the front of the line if you say something mean about me or you make fun of me and my wife's cat. So there you go. Anyway, Scott, uh, point well taken. I've actually it's it's odd. I've actually for whatever reason I've run into several single dads lately. And uh, that that's a thing. And, you know, guys like Scott are out there also trying to make ends meet, keep clothes on their kids back, food on their kids table. God bless you, Scott. I mean, honestly, you know, it's funny you say you work a crummy job. And I'm sure Scott agrees with this, what I'm about to say, because, I mean, he's probably a really great dad. But, um, you know, whatever job you have to do to to help raise your kids, I'm sure I'm sure you recognize the purpose in that. And whether you're a single dad or a single mom or a relative that's raising kids or whatever, um, family is the most important thing. It really is. Next text, Leland, it's us and them. Their reality is much different than ours, I promise. Oh, we know. We know. We know. Uh, Someone else says, Leland, Biden promised to restore America to its normal state. He has done that. Endless wars, tax increases, allies not trusting us, no immigration rules. All of that was normal until Trump reversed the trend. Uh, and then Leland, uh, Jesse Waters did a good piece on Miss, uh, Patty says, uh, Jesse Waters did a good piece on Mr. Pelosi and his car accident and DUI. Both cars had serious damage. There was a passenger in Pelosi's car. Waters segment went into the change of judges and what looks like special favors to the speaker's husband. Yeah. So our guest last hour, and that will be up on the podcast. If you want to download it, you just go to the iHeartRadio app and search podcast for Leland Conway. It'll come up. And he mentioned this, and it was funny because I, I literally, uh, you know, hadn't heard this, that there was a, a other people injured. I thought that, that that what is his name, Paul Pelosi? I think it's Paul Pelosi. I thought he just got pulled over and he was drunk and high on crack. But it turns out he actually had a wreck, and I didn't realize there were people injured in the accident. And if you or I did that, especially me as a conservative talk show host and public media figure, can you imagine what the TA would do to me. I mean, it's a good thing I don't drink and smoke crack, but, I mean, if I did and had a crash and got arrested for DUI, can you imagine? 
Can you imagine if it was Donald Trump's son? I mean, come on. It's so clear that we're living in it. And that's where that's the reason I had uh, Jared not on, author of Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters. It's an interesting concept, but a lot of times there's like this butterfly effect, right? Like one action leads to another action leads to another action. And um, the question then is, does this Mar-a-Lago raid turn into that? And I, there was a couple more bites I want to play before we get into the COVID stuff, because I, I got to talk about the COVID stuff today. And then we got to talk about Governor McPhee much. But um, I thought it was interesting that that a weird place. Well, let me start with Leon Panetta, who was. Uh, he was the defense secretary for a while. Under uh, President Obama. And he actually this is an interesting thing. He says that Donald Trump is bad. Orange man bad. Because he complains about the DOJ investigating him and other presidents haven't done that. I think uh, we've seen former presidents uh, who have been under investigation, uh, who have basically uh, sat back and allowed uh, the Justice Department or those investigations to proceed. You mean to raid their house? I'm just kind of curious. I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, are we are we comparing apples to apples here? Do you think how do you think Obama would have reacted if his after how do you think the media would have reacted and how do you think obama would have reacted if after he left office the department of justice under trump raided obama's palatial estate in hawaii how, how do you think that would have gone over like real come on and and yes obama did things that based on the the we're, okay let's let's go to you want to talk about impeachable offenses fast and furious President Obama, and remember, his attorney general, of all people, his attorney general was found in criminal contempt of Congress because he lied to Congress. Cheryl Atkinson, who was a regular guest on this radio program, was a former CBS reporter. She's an Edward R. Murrow investigative journalist, was fired from her job for getting too close to the scandal that Eric Holder lied about in front of Congress under oath on behest of President Obama in which it turns out that the Obama administration was putting guns in the hands of Mexican drug cartels that led directly to the murder of U.S. border agents. That was an impeachable offense. Let's talk about Benghazi for a second. My friend Chris Peranto, Tonto, if you've seen 13 Hours, that's who he is. He consulted on that movie. He's been on my show multiple times. This is one of the brave men who defied orders and went back to try to save the U.S. ambassador who shouldn't have been there in the first place on the anniversary of 9-11. And the president and his minions lied to the face of the American people, left those guys for dead, lied to the face of the American people that this was about a video that no one had ever seen before. Impeachable offense. So if after President Obama had left office and all of the documents that he took with him, suddenly Trump's DOJ decided, let's look and see if there's anything in there on Benghazi or Fast and Furious. Let's raid his palatial estate in Hawaii. How do you think the mainstream media would have reacted to that? How do you think that, pre- that President Obama would have reacted to that? Sure, if there's just an investigation, sure, you'll be like, ah, we didn't do anything. I'm going to let it take its course. But they raid your house. You don't think that's a little different? Thought it was interesting that coming to by uh, Trump's defense, sort of quasi, is a guy who has no love for Trump. 
And that's former uh well let's see, what what role did he hold? He was gosh, going all the way back to the uh Bush two administration, he was like ambassador to, to the UN. The huge handlebar mustache, John Bolton. He uh was on Trump's staff for a while, but they came to loggers, they they came to loggerheads and came to blows and he got kicked out of there and there, there there's no love for john bolton well i think it says there are very significant problems here for president trump and ma- many of his uh, uh advisors post-presidency but i think we've got to distinguish between the legal battle that's going on and the political battle i think the justice department position sounds perfectly reasonable on the legal battle but on the on the political battle i think they're being overwhelmed by donald trump you know if we were in a coliseum with two gladiators uh, one of them donald trump the other merrick garland we'd be about to witness the slaughter of the lambs the justice department understandably wants to follow its normal procedures it's facing an adversary who couldn't care less about the normal procedures. Yeah, it's interesting because, again, let's, it's a quasi-defense, but he says more here. But the point is, and, and again, please understand that I'm not a huge fan of Trump, and I, I do not want to defend any potential criminal activity, and I, I, I believe that all these guys should be subject to the law. The problem is you have a double standard that has so clearly emerged here. And President Trump is taking advantage of the fact that this is very clearly a double standard that is emerging because we haven't done this to any other president. It may sound legitimate, but then again, this can sound legitimate for any president because, again, the president doesn't pack the boxes. So Bolton goes on and says, look, the DOJ isn't doing enough to explain why this warrant was warranted in the first place. And I do think the department's got to do more here. I know it's hard, but they're still not doing enough to explain why this uh, uh, search warrant was executed and why, why now they don't want to release the affidavit. Uh, last night, for example, when they filed their motion, they should have put somebody on camera at the Department of Justice reading from it. They should have tweeted it. They should have sent it to every member of Congress. I'm not asking them to say more than what they've said in their court filing, but they've got to do more to explain what they're up to. And they've got to think of creative ways to justify it to a very skeptical public in many respects. Yeah, I I don't disagree with this because, again, I I just want to say it it may turn out. I mean, it may turn out that Trump did some shady things and he should not he should not be allowed to escape from that. But here's the problem, and this is the rub on all of this, and then we'll get into the COVID thing. And I, it's just kind of like the final thing I want to say about this. And then I know some people are going to be like, you're going to say, but her emails. Yes, but her emails. It matters. It matters. If one of them is not above the law, none of them are above the law. And we watched people, like, for instance, the fact that disgraced FBI agent uh what was the guy's first name it was Peter Strock I think it was yeah Peter Strock is going on CNN actually this was MSNBC defending this well Joe absolutely the American public should trust what the FBI is doing you know what's yeah the guy who sent text to his Amore, another agent, while they were engaged in an illegal operation to spy on an American president based on false information that they knew was false and information that was connected to Hillary Clinton's campaign. 
We're supposed to trust the FBI, he said. And the fact that this guy is making this statement. Well, Joe, absolutely. The American public should trust what the FBI is doing. You know, what's funny is I think back the year and a half that I spent with the team looking at Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server. There was no concern. There was no outrage on behalf of any Republican as we used search warrants, as we went out and did a very invasive investigation to try and get to the bottom. You did not search Chappaqua. Of what she did or didn't do. So it's not that the FBI is targeting any one side or the other. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. M- very arguably, what Hillary Clinton did was a thousand times worse, and here's why. Why was Hillary Clinton operating off of her main server? She w- Remember, she was running government business on a private personal server that was subjected to potential hacking. And she was doing it for what reason? Because she was peddling influence through her organization, the supposedly nonprofit Clinton Foundation, raking in millions and millions of dollars to that organization while Secretary of State. What she did was so clearly a violation of every standard for someone in that position that she should have been raided at Chappaqua and should have probably gone to jail. Now, if you believe that Trump should go to jail too, then you also have to believe that Hillary Clinton should have gone to jail. But we have the Hillary rule. And that rule is that when we're dealing with former president, and I'm not saying I agree with it because I really kind of don't. I really kind of don't. I really, the only, the part of the problem is it's so easy to create a criminal investigation now on anybody. We commit three felonies a day. You turn around, pass gas, you've probably committed a felony somewhere. And so it becomes very easy then to entrap our political folks. And we wanna, we've want we always tried as a nation to sort of stay above that, right? Like to not prosecute the opposition simply for being the opposition. But when it comes to violation of the law, I'm not for any of these guys getting loose. I don't, not even, not, not Trump either. None of them. But you have to understand the political environment in which we live right now, and it's so very clear that one side is getting away with literally everything, including DUIs, and the other side is getting prosecuted for literally everything, including minor offenses. And that's a problem, and it's creating distrust amongst the people. And it's almost as though we have a government that we elect that doesn't really do squat, and then we have a government that we don't elect that's basically running the country, prosecuting people at will, doing whatever the hell it wants. And this is driving the concern that a lot of people have. So there you go. All right, I didn't mean to go that long on it. Um, Well, one more. Okay, what the hell? One more. John Yu, former deputy assistant attorney general, says that the search warrant was overbroad. I think it points out that the search is overbroad for the alleged crime that occurred. Uh, For example, the claim that we saw in the warrant, and we're still waiting to see what the affidavit says and the Justice Department's opposing the production of that, the warrant, the warrant talks about possession of classified information, but then it says that you can collect every single document that was produced in the time period that President Trump was president. Most of those documents are not going to be classified. Most of those documents have nothing to do with any alleged criminal activity in the warrant. So there you go. I mean, I think he makes a pretty good point. All right. Let's set this up because I may have to go a couple of segments on this, but I, I want to get going. By the way, did you hear uh, the Fouch humble bragging about what a great uh, effect he has on science? It's called the Fauci effect, <laughs> which is sort of like, you know, as 
Trust me, I'm, I, I don't get excited about that. <laughs> trust me. Trust me, I'm humble. I really am. I mean, it's nice. I'm the most humble guy I know. But, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, people go to medical school now. People are interested in science. The Fauci effect should be a symbol of dishonesty, lying to people, graft, skimming, all those different things. Like, that's what the Fauci effect should be. Not because of me, because people, most people don't know me, who I am. My friends know me, my wife knows me, but people don't know me. It's what I symbolize. And what I symbolize in, a, in an era of the normalization of untruths and lies and, and all the things you're seeing going on in society from January 6th to everything else that goes on, people the craving for consistency, for integrity, for truth, and for people caring about people. Wow, that the hubris. Woo, the hubris. People caring about people. You know, I, I heard a story today. The Department of Corrections for Colorado is trying to hire 1,800 people. I think it's 1,800. That's a lot of people. And they're getting ready to drop the requirement that they be vaccinated. Interesting. Because you and I were told that it was so important that you get double and triple vaccinated. That it was so important that it was worth disrupting everything in your life. Threatening you with the loss of your job and in many cases following through with the loss of your job. Destroying your career and everything you'd work for to force you to put a jab in your body that was untested over the long term. Now, again, it's amazing how quick they came up with the vaccine. Perhaps it's a miracle of modern science, perhaps. But we don't know what the long term effects of that shot are because we haven't had long term to study it. So the idea that you would force people to choose between their livelihood and their families and taking that shot is a crime against humanity. And Dr. Fauci is one of the many hundreds of bureaucrats that are guilty of that crime. We'll dive into this a little bit because the changes to the CDC recommendations are stunning in the sense that they're an admission that I was right all along. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. see that video of uh, President Biden signing the uh, Inflation Reduction and whatever act. Big tax and spend bill. Literally, like when you watch it, and I'm not making fun of the guy. Really, I'm not. I swear to God, I am not making fun of President Mumbles McHare Sniffer. I'm not. 
it is terrifying when you see him try to hand a pen to Senator Joe Manchin. The guy has dementia. It's so freaking clear the guy has dementia. I don't care. There was an article that came out this weekend said he was running for president for sure. I'm like, no, he's not. He is not running for president in 2024. He is not going to be the nominee. Not going to happen. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. There you go. Dr. Ashish Jha, he is uh, the president's COVID coordinator. And this last week, the CDC quietly made some changes. One of the things that they did that I thought was very interesting is they deleted something from their website. They got caught. It didn't make a lot of media rounds because the media and big tech are still, still, still censoring stuff about COVID. Um, speaking of that, uh, be large. Don't let me forget. I have a very funny censorship post. I've got to tell people about in the last segment of the show today. Don't let me forget. Help you me remember be large. Okay. <laughs> I can trust be large. I know he'll remember remind me of this. But anyway, they're still censoring. So they, they, what they did is they just quietly removed an important piece of information that said before they removed it that the spike protein from the mRNA vaccine doesn't stay around in your body very long. They simply deleted it. There was no big announcement, no press release, nothing like that. They just deleted it. Now, why is that important? Well, the mRNA vaccine mimics the spike protein that carries corona into your cells. It does that theoretically to uh, create a, a, an immune system reaction so that your body thinks it has COVID and begins to try to fight it off. The problem is there's a bunch of research coming out now that is showing that this spike protein is actually compromising to the immune system. I'm not saying that's a fact. I'm saying there's research that is pointing to that. There's an enormous amount of pre research that is pointing to the fact that these spike proteins, the fake ones in the mRNA virus, are leading to compromises in the immune system and that that is leading to issues with our DNA and with our cellular structure as well. Again, I'm not saying that's a fact. I'm saying there's research that shows this may be what's happening. And it's possible, this is my opinion, that that could be what is related to the spike in all-cause mortality among 18 to 49-year-olds as well as potential fertility issues that are being studied and all that kind of stuff. Again, don't misquote me and say that I said that that was a fact. I simply am saying that there's research that's starting to trend in that direction and that if it were me and I were in charge of the world scientific community, i.e. I was wanting the Fauci effect to be about something that was true and real, I would be commanding the entire scientific community to make this their primary research project to find out why these people are suddenly having these different all-cause mortality, rises, lower fertility, all of that stuff. I want to know what is tied to that. What is it? That should be a, an area of inquiry. But for the CDC to simply delete the, the paragraph from their website that says that the mRNA vaccine, uh, pro, uh, the, the spike protein doesn't stick around in the body long, shows that they, one, are aware of this research, and two, don't want anyone to know that they have been made aware of this research. See, here's the thing. When your mistake, I understand that science is going to make mistakes. It always does. It always has. We thought the world was flat for a while. 
Um, science must be updated. That's the nature of science. But for years, we've heard the science is settled on climate change. And then for the last two years, we heard the science was settled on COVID. And now we're finding out that those of us who said, no, the science isn't settled yet. We don't know. We don't know. It's not fair to force people to shut down their businesses, to force people out of their jobs, to force people to take a shot when we don't know. The science is not settled. And they've told us over and over and over again the science is settled. It is okay for the science to change. What is not okay is when you previously declared the science settled to the detriment of millions and millions and millions of people's lives and livelihoods, it is not okay for you to then update the science quietly. And that's a very key point that I want to make. It is not okay for you to update it quietly. There needs to be a very public admission and a very public campaign that these guys were wrong to force you to shut your business down, to force you to stay at home, to force you to wear a mask when standing up and not sitting down, to force you to avoid hanging out with your friends unless you were vaccinated, or to avoid going to restaurants unless you were vaccinated, or to take the shot or lose your job. That was a crime against humanity. Dr. Ashish Jha admitting, admitting quietly, and when I say quietly, he's doing this on the uh, Chamber of Commerce forum, which I know every single person in America watches on a daily basis. Uh, tells us that there's a really new way of thinking about who is going to get infected. So what did they say in their update? Well, in general, at a high level, what I would say is that the CDC guidance uh, sort of relaxes a lot of the restrictions we've had. Uh, tells us that there's a really new way of thinking about who is going to get infected. We used to spend a lot of time talking about six feet of distance, 15 uh, minutes of being together. You know, we realize that's actually not the right way to think about this. That's not the the kind of the most accurate way to think about this. This is fascinating because this, this, this is not a new way of thinking. It's just a new way of thinking for our overlords who forced us into economic destitution and a recession. It's just a new way of thinking for them, not for us. Most of us were like, hey, get the hell off my back, please. Nothing was more uh, a perfect example of this than when early in the pandemic shutdowns, there were doctors and nurses standing in the street in front of people parading and protests saying, I don't want to shut my business down. I don't want to be locked in my house. And the mainstream media cheered those doctors and nurses for standing in the way of those protesters as if they were some kind of American hero. And they lauded them as heroes who are facing the front lines of this pandemic. And then that same media apparatus and that same public official apparatus turned on those very same doctors and nurses when those very same doctors and nurses began to see things that scared them about the vaccine and then wanted to refuse to take it themselves. And they fired those same doctors and nurses. This guy sits at the top of that along with the Fouch. And they committed a crime against humanity. Because millions of people are in economic destitution now because of their decisions based on wrong science. Because we've never handled a pandemic this way before. Um, what we know about this virus, particularly um, these very contagious subvariants that are out there right now, is it's really about the quality of air you're breathing around you in a crowded... I said this in week four. I did a podcast about this. I was like, guys, 
The thing we need to do is focus on better ventilation systems in indoor places. Once that's taken care of, people should be able to go back about their business. Indoor space with and I'm not even a freaking scientist. Ventilation, you can get infected within minutes. If you're outdoors, um, with obviously by definition good ventilation, uh, you can be outside for long periods of time and not get infected. There are millions of children today that don't know how to communicate. There are millions of people still in America walking around outside with freaking masks on because they're psychologically damaged by the fear that was instilled in them unnecessarily. And we got to boil it down. Why did they do this? Why did they handle this pandemic the opposite of any other pandemic they've handled? Why did they shut your business down? Why did they make you stay home? Why did they try to force you to take the shot? Why did they do all of these things? They did all of these things because orange man bad. They did all of these things so that for the first time in American history, a president could win election from his basement. They deliberately tanked the economy. This is the opposite of the way we've handled any other pandemic in the history of pandemics. And they did it because of politics. Say what you will about Orange Man Bad. I don't care. But they did this because of politics. And now they're having to come back and admit that folks like me who were partially and and temporarily banned from social media accounts because we were saying the very thing they're now coming forward and they're whistling like doo, 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 doo. we do it all along when the decisions that you make have a very negative effect on millions and millions of people's lives and livelihoods you have a right to update the science and you have a right to have been wrong you don't have a right to update it quietly and you don't have a right to not face scrutiny for why you did what you did. Speaking of big tech overlords censoring us, wait till you hear what happened. <laughs> I posted a meme. And one of you astute listeners brought to my attention something I wasn't even aware of with this meme that Facebook did. I'm going to tell you about that in five minutes at 3.51. I'm Leland Conway, 630K out, Denver's talk station. Hey, how Denver Stock Station? I'm Leland Conway. Text the show directly 57739. 57739. Started off with Leland. Um, <laughs> somebody said, Leland, when you said we knew it all along, your voice went up. I swear you sounded like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you should do a CDC report with that voice and have the Mickey Mouse laugh. That's funny. Um, that's actually really funny. Um, because I've always, I've told you, I sound like an angry chipmunk. I'm well aware of this. <laughs> oh man. All right. So speaking of censorship, okay. Uh, how much time do I have? I, okay. I've got enough time to do both of these things. So, you know, the, uh, CEO of, I think it was Pfizer. It was either Pfizer or Moderna. It was one of the two, um, makers of the vaccines, has tested positive despite being like vaxxed and boosted and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so he tweeted out, you know, I'm grateful to have been vaxxed and boosted or whatever. Someone compiled, th this is weird, okay? This is creepy. Gavin Newsom, this AM I tested positive for COVID-19 and am currently experiencing mild symptoms. Grateful to be vaccinated and for the treatments like Paxlovid. 
Uh, Barack Obama, I just tested positive for COVID. I've had a scratchy throat for a couple of days, but I'm feeling fine. Otherwise, Michelle and I are grateful to be vaccinated and boosted, and she has tested negative. Mayor Lightfoot of uh, of uh, Chicago. Earlier today, I tested positive for COVID-19. I'm experiencing cold-like symptoms, but otherwise feel fine, which I credit to being vaccinated and boosted. Elizabeth Warren, Senator. I tested positive with a breakthrough case. Thankfully, I am only experiencing mild symptoms and am grateful for the protection provided against the illness that comes from being vaccinated and boosted. Albert Borla, that's the CEO I was talking about. I would like to let you know that I have tested positive for COVID-19. I am thankful to have received four doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine and feeling well and experiencing mild symptoms. I am taking Paxlovid. I have tested positive for COVID. Grateful to be one of the privileged to have been vaccinated. What? Uh, Representative Peter Welch, I tested positive for COVID. I am grateful for the protection I have from my vaccine and booster. And it goes on. Hillary Clinton, I've tested positive for COVID. I only have mild symptoms. I'm more than grateful to have the protection of vaccines provide against the illness. Get boosted. God, it's creepy, isn't it? Okay, so today, the other day I posted, this was like four or five days ago, I posted a meme, speaking of big tech overlord censorship, and it was just a picture of the classic car chase with O.J. Simpson, right? Like the white Bronco and all the police behind him driving slowly. And uh, over the police, it said 87,000 IRS agents. And then over the white Bronco, it said me. Um, it, what was it? I, it's covered up by this thing now. But it was like me uh, finding out that the, uh, I, the, the IRS finding out my grandma's $20 she gave me for my birthday in 1992. Right? Like, it was like that. It was, it was a meme. It was a meme. So listener Tom reposted my meme on Facebook. And and then I checked this. I actually tried to share it, and I got the same warning. Facebook put up a warning saying missing context. The same information was checked in another post by independent fact checkers. I clicked on the share. Independent fact checkers at AFP United States say information in this post is missing context and could mislead people. A notice will be added to your post if you decide to share this. Listener Tom writes in his post, this is satire. The pathetic independent fact checkers, Zuckerberg's DNC operatives, have marked this as incorrect. It's a joke. No, I do not know the exact specific specific statistics of this massive oppressive IRS surge. This is a joke, you pathetic Facebook government losers. I posted a meme joking about the 87. You can't even laugh today. What really worries me about this society and the current generation, they don't question authority and they have no sense of humor. They are primed to be controlled because they're growing up in a society where they're used to it. You post the wrong thing on social media and you get fact-checked even if it's a satirical joke. Golly. Tomorrow on the program, Jen C. is going to join us. Talk about standing up for free speech. And bodily freedom. She gave it up. All of it. A career that was huge so that she could stand up for your rights. We'll talk to her tomorrow. 630 K How, Denver's talk station. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.